Hello and welcome to the King Hero IndyCar Podcast with Kirby and Justin. Kirby, how are you? Uh, doing well, Justin. How about yourself? Good. I should mention that this is a special edition pre-Indy 500 special. Recorded outside the usual studios in case you wonder about the sound quality. Yeah, sound quality is going to be terrible because I'm recording from what can only be described as a god-awful hotel room in Mason, Ohio. <laughs> but we'll spare the uh, the owners the name of that hotel, right? Yes, we will. They're, but they're not sponsors, I can tell you that much. All right, Curb, uh, this is the main service. This is where we got to shine for our listeners, where we give our picks, where we give our analysis, and we talk a little bit about uh, the odds and, and who we would throw our money on. I think this is what most people listen all year for, so I think we need to deliver. All right, we're a gambling show now. Is that it? Well, gambling makes everything more interesting. There you go. All right. Including our show. Curb, before we get into the picks, which I do want to do here in uh, quick order, any general observations about the race you think going forward, things to look for? Uh, Well, I I think the question marks to me are, um, well, the aerodynamic changes that, the series made for the 500, will they, you know, make passing easier further back in the pack? I don't know. I've only heard a little bit of comments about that. How about you? I think I'd start off by saying it looks like the weather's more favorable. Uh, it looks like it's going to be more favorable. It looks like it's going to be cloudy and in the 70s, last I looked, Curb. Should definitely help, I would think. Um, keep the track temperature down. Keep the grip levels up. If they did nothing with the aero kit and it was just 70 degrees and cloudy – it would be a dramatically better show than what we've seen in, you know, when it's in the 90s and sunny. This is their big chance uh, to put on a heck of a show. If the weather holds as predicted, you can never quite trust the weatherman. But um, as a uh, as a denizen of uh, turn two in the exposed elements, I certainly hope that the weatherman is correct this year. What I'm going to be looking for, or what, what to me will be the interesting thing uh, about this race, uh, will be two things. One is... Uh, are the Chevys disadvantaged or will it kind of all equal out in the race? Number one. Um, and then number two is, is somebody from the, you know, fifth road and back going to be able to claw their way up to the front by the end of the race without, you know, something unusual happening in terms of yellows or whatever. We worry about the Chevys being disadvantaged, but again, there's two Chevys in the top four in qualifying. I guess the question is, are the Penske's disadvantaged? Or are the Aero McLaren cars disadvantaged? Well, this and many other questions are going to be answered. I, I mean, the 500 is nothing if unpredictable, I think. It's, it's a difficult race to call just because it, it rarely kind of plan, plays out the way you expect it to. I think it could be a pretty entertaining front edge of the race. You know, last year, it seemed like there were only two or three cars at the front that mattered the whole race. And, and Rossi got taken out in the pits halfway through. I suspect these guys are going to be tightly grouped uh, you know, at least 10 deep at the front. I agree with you, Curb. I think what you need to be watching for as the race transpires is who can be in that top 10, you know, the length of the race. And that's who you should look for at the end. Yeah. Uh, who can get themselves in position coming down the last, you know, 30 laps. It's going to be exciting. Yeah. Curb, um, shall we just dive into the picks? Sure. We're going to do uh, our, our first 10 picks here for the benefit of the listening audience. That's correct. I think I've got the first pick. I think you might. Yep. And uh, as boring as it sounds, i got to go with Scott Dixon. 
That is boring, Curb. Sometimes boring is right. Sometimes boring is right. I mean, I think that would have been the same pick people took last year. Um, you know, as a first go, and it looked like he was going to win it until, uh, as you pointed out last year, he was incredibly smug and lost. Um, Curb, I'm going to pick the guy who I would have picked first anyways. And it's not Scott Dixon. I am going through wonderkind Colton Herta. Certainly has the car and a lot of confidence, so uh, can't go, can't fault you for that pick, that's for sure. I think Colton has enough experience now. Uh, the Andretti cars, you know, good at Indy, obviously. Uh, he's been strong all year. Been in there long enough now. I think he has the experience. Uh, I think he's going to be hard to be denied. It is the 500. There's a lot of things that can happen, but uh, uh, I'm liking uh, I'm liking his form at this point. Yeah, there's a lot to like there. You're right. I'm going to take a bit of a chance here and reach down to the 10th spot and go with Rossi. Wow. Uh, I think the Andretti cars are strong. I think he, if he'd have gone back out last Saturday, he probably would have made it into the Fast 9, I think. And um, I think he'll charge to the front pretty quickly. I want to pick Rossi, but it's hard to, to wash off just the seemingly string of bad luck he's had for about a year and a half now to me. Can't disagree with you there. Uh, but, you know, he started ninth last year and went to the front pretty quickly. And um, and I feel like Andretti's got a good program in general, and, and he's the guy for this track. Curb, are you holding on to your seat? With two hands. Grab, grab tightly now. All right. Elio Castroneves. <laughs> you switched horses. I did. Well, another I, I, another pseudo Andretti car and a guy that, that knows how to a, get around the track. That is a gut feel call if there ever was one. I'd say so. He qualified in the top nine, you know, having not been in the thing. He obviously is very good around that track. Uh, I think he's got a decent car. He's clearly got the experience. You look at all those, and, and I'm, you know, he's got a legitimate shot at this thing. I probably would have picked him before these ten picks were over, so I'm not not going to disagree with you. That's for sure. I think he's got to feel pretty good about where he's at heading into this race. He's got um, nothing to lose. I mean, this is his year. Let's face it. Sure. Uh, I'm not saying he's going to put his life at risk or anything crazy like that, but he's gonna he's gonna be certainly giving it his all. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to um, stick with Honda, and I'm going to go back to Ganassi, and I'm going to go with Alex Palau. Not a bad pick, Curb. I mean, I, I think you we you would have been well-served to pick some of the younger guys uh, for, the bulk, the, for the bulk of the season here, and so I'm not going to sit there and fight you on it. I don't particularly like young guys at the, at the track because I do think it, it, the Indy 500 is one where experience does tend to count. And so I'm not a huge fan of, of the younger guys at that at this particular track, but uh, I'm not going to sit here and say you're wrong. Well, I mean, he should have confidence by having won a race earlier in the year. He's been pretty steady presence in the top five to ten spots in every race, including at Texas, and um, and he certainly has shown the speed here uh, last week. So I feel good about his chances. All right, Curb. So, full confession, I've been drinking tonight. Um, so, 
call me a sentimental sap, but I'm going to go for Ed Carpenter. <laughs> well, there's a lot of reasons to choose Ed, uh, but I have to say that I'm glad you picked him, so I didn't have to. Um, <laughs> I know, it, and, and, and as soon as his, his name left my lips, I, I feel much the same. A uh, lot of speed around this track, a lot of poles. It's fourth place uh, qualifying this year, and um, there's no reason he can't win it. Um, I just have a hard time, for some reason, picking him. So, Because uh, you've probably I'll, watched it. How many races has he been in? I mean, like his 15th or something. Yeah, he's been there quite a long time. Yeah, you've seen uh, the show so many times before, you just stop believing it. I will go next with uh, – I'll take the teammate. I'll go with the Bitcoin car and, uh, and Rhinus VK. I haven't been drinking, but I have to admit to some sentimentality there. He he moved up the list in my esteem last weekend, and so I'm going to no longer discount his uh Yeah, it's, like, bizar- it's like Bizarro World tonight, Curb. I mean, you're <laughs> choosing Renus, and I'm taking Elio. He was nice to my granddaughter on Saturday, and he jumped leaps and bounds in my estimation for that. So mm. there we go. Well, there you go, fans. The, the way into Curb's heart. <laughs> I, again, this is probably the alcohol talking, but I'm going to take Tony Kanae. You are definitely on the side of experience with your picks here tonight. So uh, I guess that means I better leave Hunter Ray for you on the next round. I'm going to go, uh, I'll go dip my toe into the uh, veteran pool here and go with last year's winner, Takuma Sato. Hmm, very interesting. Well, Curve, I'm going to have to match your Sato with a Graham Ray Hall. They, are, they usually seem to find their way to the front, even when they don't uh, qualify well here. So, well, uh, I think the the Ray Hall cars are very strong at Indy. Don't know, you know, the conditions will be a lot different than they were uh, last year, right? Um, right. So it's 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 a big assumption to say they're going to be strong this year. Your Sato uh, forced me to counter with uh, with the Ray Hall. Uh, there you go. There's our first ten picks. Uh, for this week's race. Okay. Curb, we both have the odds in front of us. Now, you know, betting on something is completely different. Uh, and, and actually, it's very interesting this year. You, you're kind of able to bet like a top five finish, a top three finish this year. So, I mean, there's some interesting aspects to the gambling this year. Let's preserve this in the context of odds to win, right? Outright bets on odds to win, um, which is the sheet that you and I are working off of. Is anybody out there that jumps out at you as like a particularly good deal or conversely a particularly bad deal? You know, I think my initial reaction was that Ed Carpenter and Ryan Hunter Ray, who both, you know, qualified in the top fast nine, um, but they're listed here down around below the tenth spot here at twenty am I reading this right? Twenty five to one. Twenty five to one. Yeah. Twenty five to one. So, you know, when Scott Dixon's three and a half to one, Colton Hurt is six to one. You know, even Pato Award, who didn't make the Fast Nine, is 10 to 1, Rossi 12 to 1. But you got Carpenter, who qualified fourth, Hunter Ray, who qualified uh, seventh, and uh, both experienced guys, Hunter Ray, a former winner. Those two guys sitting down there at 25 to 1 look, you know, in terms of values, uh, look like good picks to me. You know, thinking about it here a little bit more and uh, following up on our picks there and your your early pick for Helio, he's sitting there at 30 to 1. 31, so, yeah, exactly. So, um. You picked the three I was going to mention, Curb, so thanks. There's two that stick out to me as kind of bad value, and that is uh, New Garden at 17 to 1. And then the other one, uh, the one that I was really kind of hoping for being a long odd shot that's not that long, is JPM, Juan Pablo, 35 to 1. That's not enough to get me out of bed to bet on him. 
maybe Connor at 50 to one might be worth the throw. What about, I mean, I think if you're looking at the long odds guys, I mean, Pietro Fittipaldi at 150 to one. Yeah. Uh, might be worth a couple bucks down to turn into a 300. And, uh, you know, I hate to say it, or I don't hate to say it, but I mean, Seabass, you know, put an unusual set of circumstances, give him a whiff of the lead at the end, and 100 to 1 starting to look a little tasty. I I don't feel good about Seabass's chances, so I, I don't know if I would uh, even venture a bet there at 100 to 1. Um, you know, what about Jack Harvey at 66 to 1? Um, yeah, I, I had him down too. That's a, that's an interesting proposition. Ed Jones uh, is also, I, I think, in that same category. Harvey's pretty much got the same car as Alio. And um, I was just, I did not know this before this evening, but uh, I, he had blisters on one of his tires the size of pancakes, they said, during his qualifying run. And that really, you know, obviously hampered his time. If he can get his nose up in the front, he should have a car the equal of the Andretti cars uh, or close to it. So. At those odds, he might be worth the throw. Yeah, I, you know, that's a, that's a great point. I had kind of forgotten. I, I knew about the blister, but I had kind of forgotten about that. But uh, my premise here is that it's going to be hard, you know, from row five on to kind of battle your way to the front. I'm not saying it's impossible, and obviously a set of circumstances can get you there very quickly. Uh, well, along those lines, for you betters, uh, Marco Andretti found what was holding him back the first week, uh, overqualifying weekend, is... The floor to his car was broken and it has been replaced. And I guess Sunday night during open practice, he felt like a new man and is feeling much better about his chances. So, again, if you're looking for some uh, inside information there on some of these long shots, there's some more for you. Yeah, um, I would not. Uh, my advice to our uh, listeners would not to be to uh, get sucked into that one. <laughs> Especially since you're telling me there's all sorts of bets you can make for non first place uh, positions. Well, I mean, like a top tenner, uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Longest odds uh, curb, uh, Simona and Max Chilton, 750 to 1. Will Powers odds, right? Um, 25 to 1. I can't, I, I, again, I'm, I'm with New Garden on that one. That's just a bad, bad bet at this point, I would think. Um, yeah, pretty rich for... Somebody coming from as far back as he has to come. When you compare that to Elio at, uh, when you compare that to Ryan Hunter Ray at Ed Carpenter at the same odds, and Elio at thirty to one, I mean, it's hard to see where there's value there. Right. You know, Elio's uh, biggest challenge might be all the pit stops, right? Because he's got a part-time crew. All right, Curb. Um, I think we've done a fairly good job here. I think we've we've done a service here. Well, so then. Um, you know, we did our 10 picks. We've kind of touched on some of these long odds here, but if you had to pick one car from the back half of the field that could surprise, who would you pick? That'd be a 17 on, I guess. 17 on, yeah. Um, I think your uh, rationale behind uh, Jack Harvey was pretty good. I agree with you there. I guess technically Graham Rahal would be in the back half of the field at 18. Um, my back half of the field wild card, I'm going to throw in New Garden. I'd have to like his odds better than Montoya's. He'd be my other possibility. Um yeah, I guess another wild card could be Ferrucci. He's on that Ray Hall team too, and has done well moving through the packs here before. So, uh, yeah, I might I might actually go Ferrucci instead of Newgarden. As strange as that seems. Yeah, that 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 does seem strange. He's done it two That's, years in a row. Seems very strange. Very well, strange. Let's see, a seventh and fourth the last two years, and and uh, with a with a strong team this year, so. 
I, I'd give him a fighter's chance. All right. Well, the problem with the uh, or the the reality with recording all these curves is that on Monday we can listen to it and see how smart we were. Or the alternative. <laughs> exactly. No mention of James Hinchcliffe any time in this conversation. Imagine that. Imagine <laughs> that. Um, Curb, let's let's end it there. Let's do that. Uh, hope everybody enjoys the biggest race of the year. It's the best weekend of the year here in Indianapolis, and uh, and so best wishes to everybody for a great holiday. Curb, I will see you uh, Sunday morning, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. Big tailgate, 16th Street. Good night, everybody. Take care.